Hello, Dragon Tamers, and welcome back to another episode of Enter the Dragonair's Den. As always, I am Taco Dog, joined by my amazingly professor, Jet Force Gemini. Hello, kind people. Told I'll, I'll keep you on your toes today. Yeah, oh it is my turn. Always. If you're new around here, welcome. We are a Pokemon Go PvP podcast that specifically deals with the lower tiers of the Sylph Arena factions from open tier in the North American and North American part of the arena to bronze tier because they need love too. So Jet, we are in a new season. We sure are. And <laughs> and with a new season comes a brand new set of moves and move rebalances which we're happy to see and the biggest one we're looking at is wing the wing attack buff and the charm nerf yeah i was i was gonna say there was really only one buff which is kind of rare i think maybe it had something to do with trying to get more flyers involved so that when play pokemon does have their their regionals they're not just seeing alteria as the default flying type to use yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of effect already being felt from these changes, which is the fun part. Like, <laughs> they're not just throwaway, oh, yeah, this is kind of neat, I guess, changes. They're, they're actually affecting the meta immediately. Yeah, so far, I've been using Piloswine and Wing Attack Noctowl and just been watching the winds pile up. I have yet to try out the the new the new meteor beam and poltergeist on the new pokemon that got it aside from the community daemons yeah well and you you might have a chance i haven't really looked ahead to what all the cups are coming up for this season of go battle but you know especially something like the poltergeist recipients and then (laughs) too too bad for the band auroras but um some 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 maybe maybe some of the other meteor beamers as well just as soon as they have a little bit more of a limited meta going you're gonna be seeing those pop up right and so with the it was actually kind of funny because last week we didn't have an episode because we were busy putting the final touches and having a practice bout with our brand new faction dinair don't care and we were practicing against the brave nerds pvp the newly promoted team one of the newly promoted teams and i had scheduled my match the day before the move balance was set to go live and so we both looked at we both messaged each other and we just said hey so there's a move rebalance that's gonna happen do you want to just put it back a day but keep it the same time and i said dude i was just about to add i was just about to ask you the same thing yeah i mean it and, does, doesn't really make sense to practice once you knew it was coming right and i think it ended up biting my opponent in the butt because I ended up taking a two-one over him. It was our o- it was one of our few only wins that we got, but the team did really well, and I'm very proud of them. Uh, yeah, well, and I mean, I think when you, when you're looking at it from the perspective of us being a brand new team, getting to do a practice bout before our first cycle, it's all of the other pieces. I feel like are the important parts. The the battles are are easier to get sorted out i think than a lot of the team elements and i I think everyone did great just to get their battles done and figured out basically on their own right right and honestly the biggest takeaway i wanted for the practice bout and i hope that our the teammates that are listening you guys i'll say it once i'll say it again I didn't care if we won or lost. I just wanted us to get as much experience as possible so that going into the North American open tier, 
open tier, we just completely dominate everything. And I know I'm putting a target on my back by saying that. Well, and even if it's not domination, just having a level of comfort going in so it's not something totally alien is, is only going to be helpful. Right, right. And especially with the the new people that have started from those that have never played in self-PVP to veterans like yourself and, and Donut are definitely going to be a, a great addition to kind of bring the new crop up. Yeah, well, and I already love all the conversations that are happening just as the theory crafting was starting with team building for the practice and then going into week one, just kind of how people wanted to take what they learned and apply it. Right, it's like every every time I open... I go into there, it's like, anybody want this type of practice? And I was like, I just keep going, oh my goodness, I can't even keep up with y'all. <laughs> I still I still have to go make my PV poke changes. <laughs> I still have to put my team in because I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm running yet. And teams are due and well, by the time you guys are listening to this, teams will be already posted. But I mean, you got, you got the better part of a day and you have, if you want, you can sleep on it one more time. That's what I'll probably end up doing. Naps are your friend. That is the best adult advice you will get on this podcast. Naps are your friend. <laughs> there there will be no nap shaming here. <laughs> so with that being said, we do have a number of last minute changes that the arena team made to make sure that the upper tiers were promoted or that had enough people to do a nine week round robin style. It turned out that nine or not nine, excuse me, seven tier open teams from cycle two got promoted one team from open got double promoted and we'll kind of go into that a little bit by previewing the teams in bout one i don't want i don't want to get too far ahead of myself so i guess we're going to go ahead and start with the first the lowest tier which is bout one we had 40 teams make it in again hopefully nobody drops this time and goes down to 39 and somebody gets an official buy kind of looking at the the new team the new teams that came in we do see the usual the usual players like rg vengeance sparktown boomers kind of been since the beginning we're also seeing they were they are they actually were the one team that were listed interested at the end right like they almost didn't make it in that yeah that was uh rg vengeance yeah and i was kind of spamming the refresh button like oh my god are they gonna make it in or or are they just going to not not go for it I felt that but way one thing about that... a few teams. Sorry. <laughs> no worries. One team that does, did kind of stick out to me is Inglorious Bastodons is one of the few teams that changed their name to Northeast Battlers Bastodons. And when you look at their, their faction page, it looks like that Battlers from Battlers from the Northeast Battlers and Inglorious Bastodons kind of came together to make an Inglorious Alliance, per se. So I think this might be the same team with just a little bit of some changes, but I am all for this. I wouldn't necessarily call this an academy team just yet because I feel like it's like a, a fusion, so to speak. Well, and it's I think it's just nice to get into one of the bigger team organizations because you, you just get so many more people to practice against and you get that ability to actually field an opponent's team which I, I think is one of the more difficult things especially if you're playing ultra or master that mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of people just aren't going to have 
all of the options if that's not their usual slot. And, that's fair. And Northeast Northeast Battlers has at least three teams, right? So I believe so, yeah. <laughs> so they they've they've got the resources of, of people and that counts for a lot. Yeah, and especially with the region like the Northeast, that kind of com- encompasses the New England area a bit as well as and I know somebody is going to correct me if I'm wrong for my geography, but I think it also covers like the eastern part of Pennsylvania, kind of getting down into the, like the New Jersey, the New Jersey area as well. And now or I could be now, just completely wrong. Now it also includes Miami, apparently. It is now. It's just called the East, the Eastern Battlers. I guess I guess the one last all... thing to talk about just with that alliance is that the Bastodons are sitting at nine players for this cycle. It'll be very interesting to see what they ha- what trick they, they may have up their sleeve. Maybe they kept that tenth slot open on purpose to just kind of have the, the full time coach or just like an outside coach, which I'm not too sure if that's technically against the rules, but you know it is what it is. I'm, I'm not as... going to be the police one. I'm just going to be the journalist. <laughs> yeah. Well, and as far as I know, that that's just a legitimate consideration for having someone on the roster is that, yeah, they, they can just be a dedicated coach. Right. And then we do have another another addition I want to highlight, which is the Singapore Dragons. They were an APAC platinum tier team that has decided to come over into the North American the North American side. And, you know, I think I said this kind of and put this in my notes a little bit, but I'm wondering what had them jump from platinum to open, but I'm all for the extra competition. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, it it can just be that there's fewer teams or the competition just is, is not as, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say like that there aren't, good battles or anything like, like that yeah well and it's it's just like maybe there's just there wasn't room for improvement like if they're already in platinum and they weren't happy with the battles they were having like i mean why not mm-hmm. jump into another area that I, I i would assume that it's a it's a population issue i think so too because correct me if i'm wrong but if you go into the self home screen you don't really see a lot of the iron tier copper tier like middling tiers that that north america has as compared to the the apac or latin american side of of battles which you know i can kind of understand there's there's less population out there and everyone's kind of (laughs) across more time zones than what you can do with per se well i mean not not literally less population but you know just less or pogo population <laughs> yeah that's the word po- yeah that's what we'll go with i was gonna say pogo population density okay so here's here's what i'm seeing and we i mean fair if we're both wrong but apac platinum is the last apac tier that i'm seeing oh so that isn't actually like it, it might actually not be a jump that's, that's just like going from okay one bottom rung to another okay i get you i get you you know that make that does make sense but or uh, so I guess maybe there's... it's better not to say bottom rung but like entry rung i was gonna say that maybe there's less team there's less people wanting to do team-based strategies out there in the apac region so that makes platinum the entry level 
Yeah. Well, and and that's just what I'm what I'm seeing based on the fact that that's the last tier for APAC. Okay. So see, this is why you're the professor, and I'm just the <laughs> the meme guy. I'm I'm just I'm just going with the information we have currently in front of us. And that's fair. That's fair. So, oh, also the other one I want to put is the Orange Circle Ballers changed their name from Gucci Gang Grippers from last cycle and it took me a, it took me a while to figure out who the, this new team was but there was some familiar faces and i'm like 90 percent sure that is what happened I, I do wish there was some kind of paper trail for the name changes because some of some of the teams have undergone quite a few changes and have just changed hands a few times maybe over <laughs> over the course of factions yeah. And it's like right. to, to me, like that's that's a history that should be celebrated, right? As it adds more more depth to just the, the the different people involved over time. It definitely gives you a sense of well, aside from looking at people's individual trainer card, it does give you a sense of how a team, like you said, how a team has kind of come from we are the a- ABC battlers to now we're the the strong boys, and everyone's like, oh, this is a new team, but they're the same people. But of course, if you bring other, if you bring outside help in or outside people in, they're like, "Oh, Strong Boys, that's a cool name." I wonder who they were beforehand. And yeah, there's there's just no way to find out because it <laughs> it retro changes everything. And that is, I'm not gonna say it's not fun, but if someone itself could like put a give us like give us like a, on the website, let us see how names got changed because you know we were responsible for one of those name changes <laughs> going from bowler and the gang to the angry bottoms in the middle of the cycle of all things yeah near near the end of uh, the first cycle hey you know what that name change had us go from five and four to six and three when we were on the team so sometimes name changes help just saying <laughs> getting, but, getting to getting to look at some of the teams that you were calling out now that they're paired up like uh i'm excited to see how they challenge some of the new teams especially where the the bassadons are up against the goldine girls which was one of the ones that we were curious about how they would do and then the same with the the grievard underdogs are up against the singapore dragons so there's there's a, we're gonna get a lot of good info just out of how the first bout turns out with these new teams yeah I'm super excited to see what goes on, and I still can't pick a team that I want to follow in this time, like like we did last cycle. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen a lot of hype about this team called Sub-Zero, and I kind of want to follow them, but I also want, I also kind of want to follow the Golden Girls, or even the Thunder Squirrels. I don't know yet, because <laughs> I know we can't follow all three. Uh, yeah, I mean we've got we've got one more week to to suss it out and see. But again, you've got Sub Zero up against Home Slice Hooligans in week one, where we're we're going to get a lot of good info just about what kind of team they brought, and, right? And even our our team that we followed last cycle, here in Pyro, is against Peterborough Deuce, which was a relegated team. So <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting. Hey, we can never underestimate the Badoof ever and they're, that's they're, all I'm they're prime they're prime for a revenge tour which is kind of how i feel for anyone that comes out of iron back into open yeah speaking of that i do have to kind of spotlight our our first bout is against a team that was in iron 
and then got relegated to open last time and now we have the opportunity to face them on their revenge tour for cycle three which, I mean, which little... is also fun because we didn't play them last cycle that's true and this is one of the teams i really wanted the when i was with the angry bottoms i really wanted to go up against them so i guess wish granted it's time it's time to put on the big boy pants or get the master ball and just you know throw out that dragon air against that vespa queen you know <laughs> Well, and I guess just while we're still kind of doing that, that harken back to last cycle and getting ready to talk about how many teams actually went up from open to the other tiers, this last cycle really feels like the most, how, how do I say this, the most fitting to have moved up that many teams. Like, I don't, I don't think there was anyone that got moved up that I would feel wasn't ready to take on that round robin format you are 100 percent correct on that because i remember making a comment to our team and i said usually the best time to get promoted when you're in the open tier is to get at least seven wins which means we can only lose twice if you get going six and three you're gonna need a lot of help or the wins you do get you're gonna need to win by pretty much very high numbers and kind of seeing the the seven teams that got promoted from open into iron and we have our the the tap and turtle squad going all the way to copper spoiler alert <laughs> seeing that i'm i think that each one of those teams that got promoted deserve to be promoted and i'm very very happy to or not very happy but very excited to see them move on to bigger and better things i can't wait to be up there with them in future cycles and, and I mean, that That said, I, I hope that we get a little bit more settled after after this. Like, obviously, there's a little bit of an unknown, which, which just with how the, I guess, playoff cycle slash cycle four, whatever we're calling it, is, is going to work. But I, I hope that there isn't another situation where it's seven teams getting promoted from open because I, I would I would like it to work as intended. <laughs> be like yeah now we're now we're back to the four promised slots because that's that's how this is supposed to go (laughs) yeah it just works that is pretty much the the motto that has been adopted for a little bit (laughs) i I guess my point being like i I would like to see the the culture of of factions be one where it's it it gets more these these are your teams <laughs> and especially with the upper tiers like i don't i don't know there's there's something a little unsettling just about how many people decided between cycle 2 and cycle 3 okay we're done yeah i i want to say it was probably the the higher tiers that have kind of been i guess i'll kind of say the the quiet part out loud it was just kind of a lot of tears that they felt like they weren't growing they weren't good enough to get promoted but they were too good to be relegated and so they were kind of just spinning their wheels a little bit and so i think with those teams disbanding and those really good players kind of finding new teams to join starting back in to kind of get that experience it it can it can be mentally taxing honestly yeah and, and factions is definitely a lot week to week like the the time investment part is is very hard to quantify when you're just making yourself available um but yeah the 
Finding, finding people that you want to just head for the top with is, is I think, a lot of a lot of the fun. Right. And it's like, it's like Amaze said in our interview is, and I'm not gonna try to put words in their mouth too, words in his mouth too much. His main goal was to bring nine people together and grow and head towards the top together without, I guess, not too much without letting letting too many people leave. Because I believe the way that the way that I the way that I understood that that when his answer was if somebody wants to leave they're welcome to but most of the people that most of the people on his team that have gotten offers from teams they just turn it down because they want they want to grow with with the brave nerds and fly under under that banner which I thought was really amazing yeah it's 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 a it's a different type of of person that gets 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 the satisfaction from going from the bottom and and going all the way or as far as they can with a team rather than oh i got recruited to diamond or emerald and so that's just the level of person that i am and of course i'm gonna say this without any i'm gonna say this for the I'm going to say this a little louder for the people in the back. If you're in open or in the lower tiers and you got promoted, not promoted, but if you got recruited to a higher tier, there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, that team saw something in you or saw your performance and said, let's try this person out. There was absolutely nothing wrong with that. I'll be the first to tell you. I was very thankful that I've had a couple of teammates turn down other offers from from higher, I guess, from higher rated teams or from other from other academy teams that said, you know what, I want to join Taco's team, Taco and Jet's team on the Dean Air don't care thing thing, <laughs> Dean Air don't care faction, and that kind of was like, oh, you're hurting my you're hurting my little Taco heart, but in a good way. Right now that they put all this trust in us. I don't want I don't want to be the the bad captain and cause them all to leave. So <laughs> I will hopefully lead you guys to victory and not off a cliff. <laughs> I mean, if we're going off a cliff, we're going together. It's going to be great. Okay. I'm glad. <laughs> so I really want to see what the Grieveyard Underdogs' logo will look like because they still have the, the verification check mark. Yeah, I, I hope they I hope they uh, update that. <laughs> Alrighty. So with that, I'm ready to move on into the new and improved Iron Tier because looking at it from last week, or actually not from last week, from Saturday to today, has been completely different. Yeah, they they filled out, didn't they? Yeah, there was at the, at the deadline. There was only about five teams that were registered, and second verse same as the first from cycle one promotion and cycle two. We've got Northeast Battlers Winter Vortex. I totally did not spend the entire off time practicing instead of saying Nebraska Northeast Battlers. Fearsome Frostlass, Bad Mewtwo's Stadium Elite Silver. SoCal Swablu C Team SD, the Angry or not the Angry Bottoms, just Angry Bottoms. Gotta gotta make a note of that name change. And Pioneer Valley PvP all getting promotions. That's seven teams that got promoted into Iron. And I know that we talked about wait, where's the Tap and Turtle Squad champions from the open tier? Well they got double promoted, so they get to skip Iron completely. So Congrats to them. Though it turns out, actually, I was wrong. There was eight teams that got promoted. Wow. Wow, indeed, Taco. (laughs) 
I wonder, I'm really wondering how the Bust of Mime, Wu-Tang Clan, and Self League San Antonio will fare up against the the best of the best open tier, open tier plus teams is what I'll call it for now. <laughs> how do you how do you feel about that instant rematch between Bust of Mime and Wu-Tang Clan? Oh my goodness. I want to say that the teams haven't changed, so it can go either way. But I kind of want the Wu Tangela clan to win. Totally not trying to show my bias on this one. But in actuality, I think Nebraska. Nebraska, I just did it. <laughs> Northeast it, it Battlers Winter full, Vortex. Full five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. Restart the counter. So Fearsome Frostlass and Winter Vortex, and I think Bad Mewtwo's and Stadium Elite Silver have all got to play each other last cycle, and they get to play each other again this cycle. And I'll tell you, I am all for this. Yeah, well, and I mean, that's that's kind of the story of Iron, is it takes all of what was the toughest matchups from the cycle prior and throws Mm -hmm. all those teams right back into them. That is true. And correct me if I'm... Oh, no. Never mind. I, I just corrected myself in mid-sentence. <laughs> oh, man. I'm getting quick on these catches. I, I'm, yeah, before it comes out, it's like, nope, don't say that, because that's that's factually incorrect. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Uh, but the... I guess the, the... I feel a little bit bad for Soak, or Angry Bottoms, because they get to go up against what we all thought was going to be the juggernaut, or the, the clear winner of open tier of open tier last cycle in the SoCal Swablu San Diego C team. That's pretty much a tongue twister. And I don't like it. <laughs> There's a lot of S's in there. Right. And I'm going to let you take the kind of the lead on the SoCal Swablu because before the show, did you say that there were some new faces to that team? Well, I, I just pulled it up because obviously with, with it being our, our old team that they're up against, I was, I was curious how the player picks panned out and immediately saw someone that i was like wait what are okay because i i was aware that they were at least swapping out one player and it looks like they have gained a player from the swap blue gold team Ooh, and they're playing in the open slot that is gonna be oh wait what do you think do you think maybe they're just using it for extra practice for your regional coming up in a month what what do you mean extra practice? Like if they're using the open tier, they're kind of using it at like for play Pokemons. They're using it for like the San. They're using it for practice for their San Diego regional. Well, <laughs> I I, <laughs> I stated kind of back when we started the podcast that I wished, in some respect, that the regionals were taking on the formatting from factions because just having it be open is is kind of what makes it so stale as fast as it does where it's like oh you've got 10 pokemon that can like comprise 80 percent of the teams and then like a smattering of others whereas if you add a few whitelist pokemon or ban lists that that's that's really where a lot of the creative team building can come from and because that's not the case <laughs> it's, it's the, there are like you'll get some certain matchup stuff that you'll get used to but as far as if that counts as practice for a play pokemon event i i don't really think that it does oh 
Well, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just it just it seems like they picked up another fantastic player and from a very convenient source. That's true. Or that's a that's a fair that's a fair point to make. It's like how how so how I'm... else how else were you gonna keep moving up? But if you just throw that tried and true talent into one of your other teams, right? I was gonna make a a possibly ill ill informed comment and saying that maybe they're sending somebody from the gold tier down to kind of say, hey, this is how we do it, guys. This is how we dominate everything. <laughs> But it could be completely wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, as, as far as I know, like, again, we're, we're talking about this is the advantage of having factions in higher tiers as, as part of, I mean, I'm, I'm having a hard time just like calling it or not calling it like a franchise or something, <laughs> which is which is where like most of my pauses are coming from now is, is just like, I don't want to say that, but that's kind of what it's doing um, is, is that... These are these are people who are chatting and battling with each other often, even though they're not appearing next to each other on the roster. It's all building into the culture, and so having a player quote unquote move down, I don't I don't think that that's necessarily how they feel about it. Like these these are already teammates. Gotcha. Okay, that that is a very good insight, and I was gonna make a comment about your your franchise opportunity. Because I was going to say, so what you're saying is, if SoCal Swablu wanted to open up, like, say, a Midwestern team, they knew who to call, right? <laughs> I'm not going to rename I'm not gonna rename the team, but I'll, I'll, I'll happily say, hey, set up shop up here, you know? <laughs> Enter the Dragonair Den, a.k.a. SoCal Swablu Midwest. Now, when you think about it, you see Swablu evolves into a dragon type. And we're we're already a dragon themed podcast, so the pieces are there. I have I have a hard time accepting Altaria as a dragon to this day. It's a big fluffy cotton wall dragon and you will love it. Is it though? And it wasn't asking. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't asking for your permission to be loved. <laughs> it's just saying you will love me and enjoy it. And despair. <laughs> well, when you think about it, Jet there's an apple that is listed as a dragon type. So I don't I don't think the apple ever traumatized me as much as the Altaria did in Ruby Sapphire. It, we don't talk about Winona, okay? Just this is a Winona free zone. <laughs> I much prefer destroying Skyla anyway. I was talking well yeah, I'll give you that one. What I was saying is Winona with her Dragon Dance, Altaria, that's supposed to be a defensive Pokemon, so it's naturally bulky. And they decide to use Dragon Dance, the exact opposite of what it's supposed to be used for, and it just decides to take out and ruin my Nuzlocks. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm just. Well, and I'm just passionate. That's that's prior to the physical special split too, right? Yep. So it's it's got Dragon just as a physical type at that point, right? Yeah, I think Dragon was listed as special. Okay. Well. It's not necessarily as bad for Dragon Breath, but that thing just always paralyzed. Yeah, the play like Pokemon players nowadays, and this is gonna this is gonna be the boomer in me coming out. But Pokemon players nowadays have no idea <laughs> how angry it was, infuriating as a ten year old to say, you know what, I'm gonna play this game before this the physical special split in Gen Four, saying I'm gonna play this game 
and how come my Flareon has a high attack but it's doing doo-doo damage because all the fire moves are special base and it has a low special attack and argh, I'm gonna flip the table like a fine one. There's there's so much of that that just is taking up space in my brain rent free because <laughs> I, I needed to know it. <laughs> I even... I even bought the Pokemon Emerald strategy guide and it told me flat out what a physical and special types were and I still to this day could not get could not understand it for the life of me. And now that I'm pushing 30 years old, I still can't figure out like oh, that's some PTSD memories right there. <laughs> At least they separated special into special attack and defense right away. Oh yeah. Definitely. Oh, that's right. We're a Pokemon Go podcast, not a main series oh, oh, oh yeah, factions. <laughs> oh yeah, Iron Tier. We were we were pretty much done with Iron Tier, right? Is <laughs> yeah. Oh, there there was a we had we had to pick our team that we wanted to follow. I thought we were doing that next week. I thought we were waffling. Oh, we're waffling. Yeah. Okay, that's waffle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll happily waffle. I mean, I'm I'm leaning just like. <laughs> picking one of the ones that we didn't really get to follow as much last cycle so uh, to me one of the knock down drag out matchups for this week is bad Mewtwo's into stadium elite silver and I feel like we, we didn't really get to cover either of them very much and so I'm, I'm leaning that direction right and bad Mewtwo they did fight last time and it was a bad Mewtwo victory 11 to 10 so this is definitely a rematch. So we'll come back with which team we're going to follow next week. But for now, let us dive into Copper Tier. Which has, so this one, has the, the one chosen team from Open. They are the chosen one to bring balance to the Force. Bring balance to our balance tier again. <laughs> Let's see, you had... It's kind of like a lot of the Iron Tiers that were eligible for promotion got promoted because you have Sharks and Rec, Mazer, Rock Paper Slark, Sfeel Team, and the Thunder Ducks. They promoted five Iron Tiers in addition to Brave Nerds being double promoted. And the teams that got relegated were Testudo Skills, Swell Sprouts, NMPVP, who has a full team of 10 now, so yay, and Ghost Pepper Dunspice. And I believe that team is from the Silver Tier. Yeah, silver tier it is. And Sveal team just chilling. <laughs> They're doing their best. I ne- I do want to point out, y'all, we're doing really well, and then you change that team logo, or not team, yeah, the team profile picture. So if you change it, I think you'll go back to your winning ways. But you didn't hear it from me. We, we know how you feel about the logos. <laughs> more more than anything i'm just glad since the last time we checked in to see some of kind of our missing players like the swell sprouts popped in for another cycle which i was i was gonna be sad if they were out right and i was really hoping that they would they won't not like they would take wouldn't take relegation well i was hoping that they would kind of use copper tier as just like a, all right it's time for the revenge tour or a rampage in this case if you there's a tv show i used to watch and every time something bad happened they said we're gonna do a rampage i can't remember the name of that show it'll come to me later did, probably during the break or something did you play dota at all thankfully i did not okay well ra- rampage lives in my brain as 
when you take out the entire team. Oh. Well, see, there was I played a lot of Halo growing up, and when I eliminated the team, I got a Rampage medal. There you go. It's, it's the same thing. But it was it was from a TV show. That's the thing. They would say, like, I'm going on a Rampage, but I'm going to wreck it. What. No, that's from Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> but I mean, when you think about it, all the teams in here are, well, all the Iron Tier teams that got promoted to Copper, they are chasing Brave Nerds, and I especially feel for rock paper slark who finished second and they really want to be up there with them but i also know that you know only one team could get double promoted and they're they're trying to they're trying to keep up there as fast as possible but maybe they do have a new uh, a new challenger in the tap and turtle squad who will who may continue their undefeated streak you know who really knows what's going to happen I'm I'm very very curious just with how some of these matchups are gonna go because you have the brand new untested Squirtles versus the new and improved NM PvP. O- only saying that because you know going from seven to <laughs> ten players, it's hard not to say new and improved. But man, I'll, like I there's and then of course there's the the teams that have been doing really well who I want to continue to see do so, but then also the teams that just got relegated, obviously they've got the brand new chance to find their feet again. And it's it's cool to like just start to have a lot more background info on all these teams and, and just like to, to feel like I know their circumstances better <laughs> than than when we started yeah. this. And that's why I kind of enjoy I kind of enjoy doing this as kind of like a wrap up because you get to follow stories and you know the teams that we we talk about it's just something interesting or you can even like create a story and follow along and so like that's what I'm here for just like the ups and the downs but if I ever say something like when I'm creating a story and you're like Taco that's completely wrong feel free to let me know on Twitter because I know <laughs> I know on Twitter Y'all are not afraid to share your opinions. And like I guess I guess the part that is also tough is is just for everyone that that's winning like someone's losing and obviously it doesn't feel good but like we're like we're also not trying to be mean about it. That's that's just the reality of being in a competition. Yeah. And especially like, well, like you said, you call NM PvP new and improved, but you're not saying it with malice. You are saying it because they're they're fielding a whole team. You know, they may take a page out of maybe one of them secretly listening to this podcast, and they're like, hey, don't give away our secret. But I'm sorry, it's been done, and I've talked about it before. Maybe they're taking a page out of, say, Pioneer Valley PvP's book, where the three people they promoted are just going to be there for coaching. And so they'll still run with seven people day in and day or week in and week out, but they will they will have coaches like full time coaches just dedicated to okay this is what you want to do here and theory craft and that is still an improve or new and improved and it's in the right direction and I remember saying this last cycle like maybe NMPVP is kind of just fighting to get through to stay to. Like they've accepted being relegated to copper, but they don't want to fall to say iron tier, so that that way they can kind of use the the off season to collect themselves and to kind of come back with a more focused mentality. And I think NM might be one of the teams to watch in this cycle. 
Well, I, I will, I will, <laughs> I will say in response to that, they do have one of their brand new players in the Open Great League slot this week. So they're they're not dedicated coaches, or at least not all of them. Right. But I'm I'm very excited to see what does happen. Maybe they had a little in-house tournament that say they're like, all right, let's who wants to do this, and if two people two people wanted to do it they fought it out and so one person would be take the slot and the other would be the alternate like shark babies eating each other in the mom's womb or something i don't know i don't know team culture i just know delicious. what can happen <laughs> i just know what can happen every now and then the world isn't ready for both of us <laughs> well we started a podcast so ready or not here we are oh i meant the sharks eating each other in the womb thing oh that too <laughs> Alrighty, so... Is, is, it, is it bronze time? It is br- definitely bronze time. Shark analogy's out of the way. <laughs> I was staring at Rock, Paper, Slark for too long. This, this does go a lot faster when we don't have, like, picks to look at. Right. <laughs> and so in the bronze tier, we have, aside from the Brave Nerds being double promoted, we also have the Shadow Ballers, who were double... It looks like double relegated from the gold... Nope, they were just regular relegated regular relegated regular relegated there was a gold team that that was actually no this is the gold team that didn't um this is the team that didn't get relegated from gold i believe that was one of the disbanded teams but i digress <laughs> yeah gong, gong rippers is also out of silver yes yeah, so it looks like well bronze tier has pretty much stayed the same with the exception of socal swablu got promoted the b team it was formerly beaming and screaming then disputing and screaming now it's give us <laughs> I can't say this team with name with a straight face. They changed their name like like every other day. But they went they went to gold, right? They did. They are now no, they they are not in gold. It goes bronze. They may not be in the the tier anymore. They should be in gold. They are in gold. They're back to disputing and screaming. They changed oh. their name back. Okay. They were formerly give us back so and so team give us back so and so. Arbok? Yeah. <laughs> Or give them Arbok? Give him back Arbok. Yeah. <laughs> give them back Arbok. <laughs> That's one way to get to get noticed on the podcast. So they are now back to disputing and screaming. I wish they were. I wish we could still follow them. I really do, but we have to abide by our own rules. We wish them well. <laughs> yes. Now we need to find a new meme team to follow. <laughs> may may all our favorite teams follow them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, I'm calling it. I'm, I'm a seven deadly simps. That's the one I want to follow. Well, because it's the memeiest. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was, I was leaning brave nerds, at, especially after our conversation and our practice battles. So that's fair. Okay, I'll go back to the drawing board, and you know, we might end up actually following brave nerds when I think about it a little bit more. But you know, it, this was the the team we did fight against, and we ended up losing by a lot. I think you mean we ended up having a great time. <laughs> That's true. We had a we had a wonderful time, and thankfully, we only had one dispute, which was an illegal team that was posted. And thankfully, there was no there was no uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There was no penalty because this person was very new, and they were very patient with them. So I thank them for their for their sportsmanship and their generosity. And I mean, it was it was really just like a, a message to us that we needed to do a, a better job making sure everyone was on the same page yes and thankfully i've got two amazing helpers actually three yeah it's you donut 
Jack who's been in the, the system before that I remember. And everyone else is fairly new, if I remember correctly. It is it is a lot easier though to make to make your team not be an illegal team when you're entering it on the self site. So Yeah. I mean that's that's something I'm I'm less worried about. <laughs> you're not wrong, so it's it's not like And ironically I was gonna say ironically I'm fighting in the field that doesn't allow Flygon when I can clearly take Flygon in the other field. And like it seems like it's actually possibly a dark horse pick there. I mean, like you might need to just quietly switch over one of these weeks and bust <laughs> out the Flygon team. Yeah, it's also funny because I got you I got you in the slot of of Ember with me, and then I've got the person that I made the bet with last cycle and the other one so now it's like can't compete against the both of y'all for fun <laughs> uh, i could bamboozle you both and just get you both community day tickets jet i i swear if you do that again <laughs> next weekend well we have sunday so i can play on sunday but please just don't do that again i did i did that thing where i had the end of the year community day research in my right side bin for like six months because there were no fill-in-the-blank spawns i think one of them was porygon that took the longest oh that's rough yeah that was that was great stuff well so going back to to bronze tier before we get too far off (laughs) oh yeah bronze tier so i'm curious to see and i think it was c kingpin that had missed out on getting promoted again because of the tie between Battle Club Orlando and Disputing and Screaming. Yeah, that that and tie so, that tie really <laughs> threw a wrench. Like, talk about things not working how they're supposed to. That <laughs> that uh, changed everything. Yeah, it kind of made Bronze Tier the the more chaotic tier per se. And you know, Sea Kingpin definitely was going to probably go on a a revenge tour themselves on this one i kind of want brave nerds to continue their undefeated streak because i think as of right now they've only lost one bout that's pretty neat statistic one no they lost two bouts three bouts they've lost three bouts overall but i mean you have to go back to open to find those and they were all 10 i'm doing that right now those are all one pointers yeah they were six and three 7 and 3, 8 and 3, 9 and 3, 10, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They're, t- they're 15 and 3. And yeah, this, this that, that team will definitely go far. Definitely sporting one of the more impressive bout scores. But I kind of want to see how these relegated silver teams will fare. I don't want to say that they're just going to kind of clean house. But I will say that it will be a, it'll be a little bit of a fight if I'm, if I'm going to predict things correctly, which I never do. <laughs> well, and I mean, then there's there's teams like Switchmasters that we caught on to pretty late in the cycle with how well they were doing. And then our spotlight team from last time as well, up against Fletch and Dorella in bout one. <laughs> right. And so I'm, like I said, I'm very excited to see how this will shape up. But I'm also going to control curb my control my enthusiasm curb my enthusiasm so that that way i I won't get too disappointed i I have a question taco what's your question did did flesh and dorella change their capitalized letters to highlight the de in the middle i don't remember that being a thing 
But then I looked in their Delaware team, and I was like, oh, that's neat that they did that. I think they did last time did to kind of highlight that they were from Delaware. Yeah. Maybe maybe I was just so focused on like getting the fluidity of the name that I was just like stumbling over it, but now now I've seen it and said it out loud. I was gonna say you were you were scared about stumbling over the names. I've been I've probably been mispronouncing trainer names the entire length of the podcast. <laughs> the trainer names have no spot where they're not all caps. So okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, oh, no I'm, apparently... I'm I'm saying that 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 is very helpful, especially when it's like multiple words, <laughs> so where it's like this is where the next word starts. Yeah, but you were you were there was one that you always got me on. It was past tense, and I was like, pa patent sit pat. And you're like, Taco, we've been over this past tense. I was like, oh, past tense, okay. <laughs> I mean, you you love your gags though. No, that was me actually trying to sound it out in real time. No, Taco, you love your gags. <laughs> okay, this is you throwing me a bone, trying to save face, and I was like, nah, I'll just admit to being a, a dumb dumb. But so that is the the preview for the four tiers that we'll be going with. A part of me wants to like put this question up in the up as a poll, like four questions <laughs> on Spotify, but I know I should never let the internet decide decide names. What are we naming? So, well, like who should we follow? Pick your put your team names of who we should follow. Oh, and then kind of like well, put that, the links down. Yeah, that wouldn't be a poll. That would just be a community <laughs> engagement question. <laughs> I feel like that's yeah, I feel like it's less dangerous when the names already exist you don't you don't end up with Bodie McBoatface you know there are some people that will find a way to just completely they'll just completely destroy everything (laughs) you have a healthy respect for the internet I yes I definitely do it's commendable (laughs) yeah so that is going to be all four of the cycles like I had mentioned earlier. Um, like I said before, I wish all of these teams the best of luck. And the newest of people who were relegated, hey, well, I'm talking about the people, the teams in bronze, but hey, welcome to welcome to our little area down here. Hope you, en- hope you enjoy your time. And uh, yeah, your, your, your team, I will definitely mispronounce your team name and or trainer names. So best of luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Welcome to the family. It's, it's good to have so now, family members, right? This is the family we get to choose. We're all part of the Pogo family. And apparently we're very much shunned by other parts of the po- of the Pokemon fandom. Because we're tech... I guess some people say we're not real Pokemon gamer, Pokemon gamers. <sighs> and to those people, I say, no one likes gatekeepers. The only, the, as long as you love Pokemon, you're a fan in my book. If you gatekeep... Well, you got to get your priorities in order. This, this is why I'm not on the Twitter. Just seeing the screenshots of what people get themselves into, and I'm like, y- you know, just, d- d- yep, it's Twitter. You have, know, everyone can speak their mind freely. I have a hard time feeling bad, though, when I know that it's Donut getting into hot water. <laughs> I wasn't going to name drop the person, but yeah. He, he likes to stir the pot if he ever breaks off and joins his own faction and if he calls himself the pot stirs i'm definitely not gonna be wanting to talk about that faction it's gonna have some great art though it's gonna it's gonna be <laughs> literally impossible for you to talk about i know 
or he'll change his name to talk about me, please. Or notice me, senpai. <laughs> oh, gosh. So with that being said, I think it's time to take a quick commercial break. Yay, commercials. Hello, this is Professor Elm, and I'm in a bit of a predicament. I was wondering if there were any eccentric trainers who would be willing to make a delivery of some sorts. You see, Mr. Pokemon, just outside Cherry Grove City, has informed me that he has a very rare Pokemon egg that would be great for my research. He even has some company in, the famous Pokemon Professor Oak. If you are able to, but do not have any Pokemon, no worries. I have three Pokemon that would be just beautiful for the adventure over there. Unfortunately, you can only choose one Pokemon. They are Chikorita, Cyndaquil, or Totodile. These three Pokemon, one of these three Pokemon, will help you in case you get tangled in the weeds and have to fight off against some Rattatas or Sentrits. I really hope that you guys, I really hope that somebody can pick up this delivery soon as Pokemon eggs are vital to my research. Did I mention I was Professor Elm? Hello Dragon Teamers! Enter the Dragonair's Den has been made possible by Anchor. Anchor is an all-in-one platform that allows you to create, edit, and post your podcast. The best part? It's completely free! Did I mention it also allows you to distribute your podcast to Apple, Google, Spotify, and many more? To learn more, go to anchor.fm to sign up. I can't wait to give your new podcast a listen. Music for Enter the Dragonair's Den has been brought to you by the wonderfully talented video game artist, Lizane. You can find their entire music library on Spotify and on YouTube in the description below. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those commercials because they keep me fed. And on my toes. So, we are going to go ahead and take this opportunity to thank each and every person that has decided to tune into this podcast and listen to a taco and a jet wrap up and preview every single tier, or not every tier, but the lower tiers of Sylph Faction's PvP for Pokemon Go. Thanks to y'all. Thanks to y'all listening, we have broken the 200 play mark, so yay. And currently we are halfway into the into the 200 mark, probably going to hit 300 soon. So I appreciate every single one of you that listens, every single one of you that answers the questions. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's always cool that we actually get new people every week. Right, and you know, I've it's kind of weird for me, I get... I do get some Discord messages every now and then that say, hey, you're doing a great job, or I'll jump into a Discord, kind of just looking at it because it seems new, and someone will kind of point out, like, hey, you're for the, the person from the podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do that now. I forget. That is one of my I'm titles. U- <laughs> I'm used to just jumping into a Discord, posting a meme, getting some laughs, or saying, hey, you have a nice profile picture. And I'm like, yeah, it's me. it's a picture of my my avatar riding a flygon, because of course it is. But but yeah, I'm I'm super happy and I'm super thankful that you guys, you trainers, tune in week in and week out, and it, it it's a fun thing. You know, I I didn't think that 
we would kind of have as big of a following and it was just going to be the both of us talking and kind of saying hey um mj's late on his article because of life stuff so come on down and listen if you're in our if you're in our neck of the woods or in our part of the place that we cover come on down listen to us and you don't have to read because everyone knows that everyone's using audible now or other audiobooks listen to us read to you (laughs) so with that being said i want to go ahead and plug a couple of socials we have the patreon of course where you can support the show for as little as a dollar keep the digital lights on and get a super cool badge that you can put in the discord you know everybody loves super cool badges as well as get access to one-on-one chats with us get to know us a little bit better and even uh, jump into the recording booth chat and chat with us chat with us live if however you are unable to support us with uh through monetary through monetary support just give us a, a follow or a like on wherever you listen to your podcast and give us a review. You know, that w- it helps the, because unfortunately we're in a world of algorithms. And the more people that like or follow us, the more that this podcast might be recommended to another trainer that's, you know, thinking about getting into PvP through, say, Vanilla Sylph, Regular Sylph, because that's kind of what we do now <laughs> I, I love that vanilla self is just a term now i was gonna say thanks to i think it was custom or i yeah, think it was it a was, maze it was, that said it, it custom i think oh okay thanks to custom for calling it vanilla self we added that to our, our repertoire now <laughs> so it is now time for our community engagement with community day just around the corner it's the the wrap-up it'll be saturday and sunday again and it will cover all the pokemon that weren't classic thank you jet (laughs) all the pokemon all the pokemon that weren't classic and you get to hunt everyone from the broken sphiel wall ring the powder snore wall ring all the way to the meh gust star star raptor i mean to be fair they they did add the classic community pokemon as rare spawns so they'll, they'll be around Oh, I can finally complete that research that you sent me, and I didn't open up till five minutes after the or before the event had ended. <laughs> hey, at least you at least you got it. That's true. Got a hundred teenies now because yeah, I gotta power up that perfect shadow Dragonite. It is it is kind of fun though, just to have that little extra something that you're looking for. Like, I mean, obviously there's a little bit of frustration around tasks that are difficult to finish but now every time you see a dratini it won't just be a dratini be like yes another dratini give me dratini and of course that's our baby mascot now so because yeah yeah, that's our baby mascot and so with that being said we're gonna ask you this question what community daemon will you be hunting during the event will it be the sphiel that you missed because you were snowed in with 18 feet of snow outside or will it be the litwick because you had to go to a wedding on that day and you and your your date didn't allow you to play pokemon go and you totally just put it in your tuxedo pocket (laughs) and played without her knowing your date slash fiance (laughs) (laughs) now she's my wife but I did. I hey. I, one of the best man duties was to make sure my gotcha was running, and they did a fabulous job. Okay, it was two gyms, 
As soon as the ceremony ended, there was a raid. My buddies and I were there. We did the raid, and then we we ran, and then we went to the the reception. It's called priority. Photographer, the photographer was not that happy though. They're like, "Hey, let's get a picture with the bride and the groom." I'm like, "Hold on, hold on. I'm trying to catch this legend. I'm trying to catch the Garatina." Just, just, just hold on. <clears throat> and I did say that if any Pokemon Go players were there, which they were, we were gonna stop what we were doing. We we're gonna do a raid if there happened to be one. I said this two years ago, and nobody believed me. You showed them. <laughs> But to answer, I guess to, I'll go ahead and answer that question. Uh, I'll be hunting Litwick because I need more shiny Litwick. And I'll have, I'll have to hunt Dratini as well because Jet gave me a ticket that, yeah, I opened up five minutes before and couldn't, can't complete it until I find Dratini. But Jet, what community day Pokemon will you be hunting? Now that now that we actually have a event page for that community day, I recall that... Uh, regular Kanto Sandshrew will be included. So that's that's going to be higher on my list because I didn't really make very many with the Shadow Claw because, you know, it was it was a Lowland Sandshrew day. So not as many of those around. And then also still need that hundo for the, for the little guy. That's fair. Yeah, and, and you know, I still want to make Shadow, Call, Shadow Claw Sandslash work. Yeah, because it was the a force shadow. of alchemy. The shadow looks looks really promising, just with actually having enough damage to make a difference. But I think I think the regular one still needs a little bit something extra. Yeah, the the shadow, or the the duo slash core in the alchemy field last cycle, or the first cycle, was really really good. And then catching everyone off guard when everyone's like, "Oh, they're gonna run shadow cloths Alolan sand slash," and then I ended up running powder snow and. I remember 3-0-ing somebody because they brought a team that was weak to Powder, Snow, Alolan, and Sandslash. And I happened to use that to my advantage. So happy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really love the multiple fast move versions of things where they essentially do different jobs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, oh that... you, you, thought, you thought you were safe. <laughs> Boy, how wrong you were. <laughs> so for those of you looking for a certain a certain pokemon during community day i want you to let you know don't give up don't let the shiny counts be the reason why you enjoy the game go out have some fun with your friends and some trainers that you haven't seen in a little bit because at least for me the reason why i get out and do community day even if pokemon suck is just being able to be with some trainers that i haven't seen in a while and saying hi to them and this is the only time that I'm let out of the cave. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think you'll try to knock out some, some lucky trades that have been sitting on the shelf? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely going to try to get the lucky trades. You know, One of the goals I'm going to make for 2023 is build level 50 Master Pokemon for the Master League because that's going away. Well, I have till March. You, you mean because the premiere is going away? Or, sorry, yeah, the, sorry, the classics. The classics. Yeah, because yeah, classics are going away. And so I'm going to be trying to build level 50 PvP mons. Wish me, the, wish me luck, because my Stardust is going to cry. Did, did you still have a, a decent bank going into this week, or did you make a bunch of stuff already for Ember? Mm, I, actually, I didn't have to build that much for Ember, because the shenanigans that I did when I was, when I was battling with Dr. Pants and the spice battles that we did, some of them I very much already built <laughs> and others they just 
yeah, they're there. <laughs> Sometimes the spicy Pokemon works out. Exactly. And so I only have a couple of mons left to build, but other ones, like, I don't know. The... Well, this isn't a, a Pokemon itself, but... I, bef I had a, a what's, what's the one I'm looking for? A Cherim, I think it's a Cherim. Yeah, a, a Flower Cherim with Bullet Seed, with the, the Bullet Seed when it got its buff, and Solar Beam, and I kind of just use it every now and then in the Open Great League because, yeah, it'll be fun. It is a fun pick, especially with that coverage from Weather Ball. <laughs> Dragons even have to at least respect Dazzling Gleam. If you don't respect it, you get you get borked. I think I think the last one I saw also tried to hyper beam me. <laughs> Did it go well? Uh, yeah, I, I shielded. It was it was like a long farm up and then a throw. It was just like I'll respect it. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one you're gonna want to respect. Did Did we have a salsa bar? We did. So, as you all know, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out about a month ago. And Game Freak decided that they weren't going to put spark, or they were not going to put a sound when you encounter a shiny Pokemon. And encounter, so, encounter being the loose term for it shows up in the world. Yeah, so yeah, it pops up in the overworld as shiny. But there are certain Pokemon that you cannot tell is shiny aside from say the color of their eyes or the olive is a freaking different color and i'll try to be as vague as possible but this pokemon i this is not a spoiler pokemon because it was revealed in one of the trailers and so everybody has seen it and if you have not i don't know what to say for you but anyway so i was there riding my Coridon because scarlet is obviously the best game the better of the two games you can fight me about it <laughs> and i found a char cadet and it's kind of a rare spawn, right? And I go to encounter, or I jump off a cliff and I land on one and I, I look away and I, I put my, my screen, my my controller down and I go like tense up to the dogs because they, because the one of them had gotten hungry but they locked themselves in their cage because, yeah. Sounds, sounds like a dog. The, yeah, they, I can't believe they can lock themselves in the cage. Like they can open the door with their paw and then they put it in and it's just like somehow when they close the door, it locks. And I go, okay, whatever. Anyway, so I go to tend to the dogs. I come back, and I didn't notice that it was a shiny Charcadet. And when I went to, like, of course, I battled it, and I beat it. And then I ran into another Charcadet, and I was like, wait, this one is a different color than this one. So I accidentally knocked out a shiny Charcadet. And the only way that you could tell it was shiny was the, the flame above its eyes. And I'm very mad. And since then, I haven't seen a single shiny. <laughs> Do you, so have you gone to the trainer card at all? Yes. Because, you know, it, it keeps track of how many shinies you've battled. Yep. It says one. Oh. <laughs> I, haven't, so. I haven't checked since I've actually had my first couple shiny encounters, but <laughs> I keep hoping that I won't go there and see that I've actually not only, like, have they spawned, but I've battled them and not realized <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am um, it was a very sad day but you know it just wasn't meant to be you'll you'll have another first shiny encounter i i'm probably gonna say an unpopular opinion but i'm not too excited about some of the or a lot of the shinies from the new pokemon i mean yeah so, I feel, some of them I, some of them are a little like too subtle or the models are already so tiny that i'm not can like go out of my way but i also 
haven't like been doing sandwiches or anything to improve odds. It's just been, let's see what shows up, and just kind of this go last last day, I I did one of my first like, oh, let's go to a mass outbreak and just catch a bunch of stuff, because I hadn't really engaged with that yet. And it's like it's kind of neat, but I also got like my first severe frame drops of playing the game, so it was like this kind of <laughs> this kind of sucks actually. <laughs> But it, it honestly, at the end of the day, like I'm having fun with the game. Like frame drops aside, it's a freaking Pokemon game. Like, well, I mean, it, it took me like whatever it's been sixty or ninety hours before I had like a oh oh we're we're feeling it moment. <laughs> and like I'm kind of just looking at it. I'm kind of just looking at it like you know. Well, everyone's like, why are you playing the game? The internet says you shouldn't buy the game. And I said the internet doesn't know what the internet wants. Okay, <laughs> stop having fun. <laughs> I think I shared that in our Discord. Yeah. The the stop having fun meme. It has low frame rate. The story's bad. And I'm like, nah, you just gotta you just gotta do which actually no, I didn't not share it in the the Poke in the Pokememes channel. I'm gonna share it in the Pokememes channel. I gotta find it. Okay. It'll be after this podcast. But <laughs> but what I was saying was Oh here it is. I found it. And so now you go in here. But yeah, so at the end of the day, I like I, I like this game. I like this Pokemon game. It's very fun, and now it's it's stupidly easy to get into competitive VGC. You can play online whenever you want because now any Pokemon you use can be can be competitively viable. And they they did fix the RNG seed, which was nice. Yeah, and okay, but before I forget, we gotta move on to GBL because we'd be talking about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet all day. That might be a bonus episode. <laughs> That's a bonus podcast. <laughs> it's a bonus podcast. You gotta subscribe to the Patreon at the level at the five dollar tier. <laughs> or maybe maybe a live stream. Maybe we can do like some some ladder once you have a team. You can stream it. Yeah. I gotta get better internet first. One day at a time. But exactly. Alrighty, so GBL progress. Jet, I usually go first, so I'm gonna let you go first in GBL this time. Well, I mean I'm I'm still just playing fun teams because obviously it's the first week still and I, I guess like more than anything I just wanted to talk about how a lot of the times at the beginning of a season it'll be like I don't know it'll be like I'll get to rank 10 before I run into another player that has a past legend pose and this season I made it not even one whole set and I already had a player that reached legend just this past season and so i was like okay this is this is already different than before like obviously the other players and the pokemon they were using made it obvious like that the reset was still active like it, it wasn't like carryover elo or anything like that just right. I, I think there's just a lot more better players now and that's that's just kind of yeah. that's just kind of fun that's fair but I, I did make one big investment build, which was the Shadow Ampharos, because I, I wanted to I wanted to see how it worked without Thunder Punch with the with the new Brutal Swing Focus Blast, just so you could <laughs> nuke stuff still. <laughs> and it was it was it was a ton of fun. I, I had my first game against Two O Butters in GBL, and he was also running a Shadow Ampharos. It was just like ah, a man of culture. <laughs> Ah yes, golly, you two and your shenan- y'all and your shenanigans. <laughs> I, think, I think at that point I also had Shadow Cradilly on that team. It was it was Why a good. Why are you like this? It was it was a good. I mean, it was like day one or day two, 
GBL. Like, I, I can't even pretend to take it halfway seriously, especially for open Great League. It's like, nah. We like at this point, it's just games. Like, I don't <laughs> like you don't need wins at this point. And like, half the people that I know who are playing are playing like tanking. So it's just like. At least I'm not playing the, the top left fastest finger in the West game because that's that's just a very different strategy. Right. How is how has your progress been? Did you did you hit? Is it like a hundred battles we can have by now? Uh, yes. Today I believe it's 125 now, as of yesterday. So I'm unfortunately at 90 battles for for the entire time. I've won 52 of them, so I'm sitting at rank 14 right now. I haven't done any of my sets yet. How's how's your how's your streak looking? I have a, the longest streak I have is eight. Well, you you beaten me. I think I got to six. Oh, the longest streak I've actually ever had was sixteen, and I'm about I'm two wins off from two thousand wins in the Go Battle League. I mean that, that's a which, that's a cool milestone. Yeah, I'm I'm very I'm very happy. Uh, I've been using a team of Toxic and the mainly Go Battle League remi- Great League Remix. I've been using Toxicroak, Noctowl, and Steel, or sorry, Toxicroak, Noctowl, and Piloswine. I guess I guess I didn't realize that Noctowl was allowed in Remix. Like it's it's got to be on every team, right? It is on every team. That's why I have the Piloswine. <laughs> like it was, it's already really popular in Open. So just the fact that you can use it in Remix is like, I mean, there's there's lag like that between each season, but still, like oh man, especially with. The, well, actually, I think I want to try. I'll probably swap out the Piloswine for, say, Powder Snow Sand Slash. Don't know how well that's going to do, but. Well, depending what you're seeing in Remix, like, it'll obviously be a better Noctowl counter, because you won't, won't even take neutral from the wing attacks. Yeah, but then I, I'll probably lose bulk against the Steelix. Steelixes that run around. Well, actually, no, I'll, I'll be a little bulkier because most of them will be dragon-tailed. I'm making that change now. <laughs> well, <laughs> while, while, while you're doing that, you reminded me of something I learned. And it is kind of a callback to when we were talking about the open Great League slot in factions being practiced for regionals. Oh, yeah. I ha- So the team I've been using after the Ampharos team has a Medicham on it. And it's my... 98 metacham so it's attack weighted for a metacham and thing that i've been enjoying about it is that it wins cmp against noctowl oh yeah and and that's it's very clearly like upsetting people like we'll, we'll get to a charge move and i'll win cmp and it's obvious they were aiming for it right because they were expecting to win the cmp and when they don't like there's just like a oh this is not going quite how i thought it would go <laughs> so it's it, it was That's just kind beautiful. of feeding my regionals side of my brain where i'm like this is probably an advantage i want to keep and i think and like going off of that i think you probably you probably pointed this out in rise to the occasions video months ago they he Didn't talk about callback stuff yeah i know right it was months ago, but he had he had a Metacham that he was supposed to use the bulkier Metacham, but he used a 98 Metacham instead and never knew until, like, I think he was on something like a 20, 25 or 19 win streak. And on, like, 
win number 13 is when he goes, oh, I've been using the wrong Medicham. And then it didn't really make a difference in his play style. Well, he, he never, he didn't change it at that point. It's like he realized it, but it's like, oh, well, that probably explains a lot. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. You remember things better than I do. Well, especially <laughs> you're the one that called it out. <laughs> well, yeah, in that particular video, it was one of, one of the more memorable ones just because it was a huge win streak and it was a kind of a fun double normal team right so that was i believe so yeah. and that was that was pre-buff noctowl right yeah can you imagine how busted it's gonna be now yeah don't don't remind people that's a team i haven't seen pop up so well if you're fighting in the remix you're not gonna see that team yeah oh uh, yeah no because, no meddy there you know and so i yeah i'm very much gonna be battling that as i'm about doing as much as i can to try to at least hit ring 20 i know it's going to be nearly impossible before the time this podcast goes live but i'm going to do my best i guess i guess my follow-up question just because this is something i talked with some other pvpers about is just how how many legendary encounters do you have this last season zero zero okay so you're you're in the same boat as me i had i had a full zero and i don't like if it, it's changed how i feel about getting to rank 20 like whatever it was two seasons ago when we had mewtwo in the pool it obviously felt worthwhile because it's like oh yeah i want those extra freebie mewtwo encounters but now that we've gone a full cycle without or i guess it was also the dogs to the zashian zamazenta it's like i i don't have that this time not just because the bosses aren't as cool but also because it just did three months with no legendary encounters yeah and that's kind of that's where i'm kind of in the boat of like you know to me i just want to climb like i want to climb get the stardust and that's why i started doing G gbl a lot more i was gonna say gba for a second i'm like haha game boy advance but uh. you know like when they when they kind of dangle the legendary encounters and basically like one in like 450 trillion people or attempts get a legendary counter it makes me wonder like well everyone's going to be doing the free route if people are essentially doing like the if there's like a hidden code where people are doing the pay to play route or the premium track and then they're getting legendary encounters that way if so that's super not cool on the antics part <laughs> i mean it's, it's interesting would, data if it's different but i but doubt it i was gonna well yeah i was gonna say i wouldn't but honestly i wouldn't put it past them because of how much they killed the hype for the hoenn tour in my opinion wait what did they do so they there was a there was a sketch that or a sketch there was a chart compiled at reddit where basically it's only worth playing if you go if you get your ticket and go to las vegas and play there because if you don't it's going to be the equivalent of like a go fest here in like the worldwide version and the rewards are going to be meh like they don't even have rayquaza as one of the spotlighted pokemon they're spotlighting primal groudon and primal kyogre which I don't know how they're going to make that work, if they're going to treat it as a mega evolution or as, like, of, like, mega energy and stuff. I'm not sure. But I'm like, you have Hoenn Tour, and you're spotlighting Deoxys as, like, the five-star raid. Oh, so, so, is, so is this about, like, the uh, raid add-on stuff? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I, w I was like, I, 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 was gonna... I think the, the big thing that they've really not done well for this event is... Like, apart from the shiny Jirachi, like, 
there there just isn't a good ad campaign for it <laughs> and like the way i kind of see it was like the kanto tour was super great it was amazing i loved it i mean it sucked that it was still covid the vaccine was slowly rolling out so not a lot of people could really play it but those that could were kind of like in their bubble cars of just like hey you've been here the whole pandemic you've been safe and we kind of go from there but then in in 2022 this past year we had the johto tour which you know it had the roaming legendaries which is great awesome i love that part I love the fact that the regional spawns could be raided, even though like I lived in the area where they would spawn regularly, so it wasn't really a big, a big deal for me. But I still went out and raided and had fun. I did. Way Didn't too get many a single shiny Corsola. Yep. <laughs> I did 27 Corsola raids and I got two perfects, and only one person in our server got a shiny, and it was a little eight-year-old kid, and I really wanted to say you should trade that to me, I mean, but I don't typical... want to steal from eight-year-olds. Typical kid account getting the shiny. Yeah. And so now you have the Hoenn tour. The The regionals are egg-locked, for starters. You're not really going to be able to raid them that much. And then, well, that's my biggest gripe. It's like the egg-locking part. I don't I don't like that one. So I guess you also have a and gripe then, with the egg bonus, right? With the 10Ks being part of it? Well, it's also like you have... Like you have half hatch distance and they're kind of doing the choose your, your raid, the raid or egg route. But if you choose the egg route, you don't, it doesn't stack with, with the already half hatch distance. So it's like they're gearing you towards the raid route. But the only thing worth raiding, in my opinion, at least is the primals because I don't shiny hunt legendaries and the, the, it's kind of just telling, Hey, yeah, raid chat or raid Groudon and Kyogre. And I'm hoping, and I have my fingers crossed, but I I won't be surprised if this happened, that the boxes that they release like with it don't uh, aren't a pile of trubbish. But with the way the boxes have been, and just like Niantic wanting to squeeze as much money out of it as possible, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> they've, they've been weird, especially the boxes that have been labeled raid boxes and just like not had raid passes equivalent to like what we've had for most of the existence of the game where it's just like what are you guys doing what and why why are you pretending that this is helpful for raids well it's like that raid, like the the raid box is in the shop right now yeah or the expert box it's 10 premium battle passes a lure module star piece and a lucky egg for 900 for 900 coins when you had there was four i think three or four instances of the the raid pass it was 1480 coins and it was 20 raid passes yep and that was it and it had some extra stuff in it but who cares about that it was raid passes but i mean it's it's relevant to this conversation that it was 20 raid passes and it was usually like between four and six incubators as well so like that that should be the baseline right it's like i i get that it the whole wanting to change it up but at least at least make it easy for the people who are obviously going to pay to play yeah like i feel like niantic is really trying to burn like we're the boiling frog right now and and they're and they're really just trying their best to try to get some money out of us and i don't i don't agree with that which is why i went the free-to-play route but as a business like i understand the business decision but you're you're kind of creating ill will with your customers and nothing kills a game faster than a company that doesn't care about its customers 
I guess maybe my my last uh, thought on this was is just about the last time that I was buying boxes for passes was when they had I think it was two or three remote passes and two or three premium passes in the same box for essentially enough where at least one of those passes was free where it was or like the equivalent and I racked up a decent number of green passes that way just while I was remote rating other stuff but oh um they they haven't had anything that good either for a while yeah I like I said I really wish Niant like whoever's at Niantic I understand y'all are y'all are going through going through it with the revolving door and the turnover and this and that but please listen to your players <sighs> but anyway I don't want to get too too like pitchfork sharpen light the torches storm Niantic type of thing we're here to we're here to meme we're here to meme our way around but you know I'm gonna end I'm gonna kind of kind of turn a little bit on the lighter side of things in which I'm excited for what this cycle is going to bring I wish every trainer and every team that has been promoted and or relegated the best of luck this cycle. Y'all are going to do some amazing things. And remember, win or lose, we are all Pokemon trainers at the end. Yeah. So with that being said, everybody, keep your dragon fangs sharp. Make sure you feed your Dragonairs and keep them loved. Stay away from the fairies and the ice Pokemon. And we will see you all in our next episode. See you after the first battles.